On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared discusses the annual passes at Disney World in Orlando. Welcome to this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer, and today we are going to kick off the first of four episodes talking about annual passes at all the different parks, talking about their benefits, the different levels of passes that are out there, and which ones you should probably want to go for, depending on where you live and depending on how often you're going to visit the parks, because each park has a totally different set of perks and a totally different lineup of passes, and in fact, Some of them actually make it really confusing to understand. So that's our goal today is we're going to be talking you through all the different options at all the parks. Now, today on the first episode of the series, we are going to be starting out at Disney World, which you can see on the screen if you're watching us on YouTube. We do have both an audio format out there for all the different podcast platforms, but we also have a video format over on YouTube. So if you want to check it out and follow along on the screen as we talk about Uh, the different options over at Disney World, you'll want to check us out at YouTube. So wherever you're listening to us, whether that's in podcast format or over on YouTube, please click that subscribe button. That way you're going to get this content delivered to you each and every week. And we're going to be going over the next four weeks of these annual passes. So it's going to be some really fun content. We're going to share some of our best practices and some of the math on it. And we're going to talk about where we've really seen some big savings. So if you're interested in saving money at all, This is going to be a great series for you. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. A second to that, we always ask if you found any tips or tricks that saved you some time or money, visit us over at Patreon. That is down in the links below in the description, whether you're on YouTube or on our podcast format. And if you support us over there, you're going to get early access to some cool episodes that are out there and some other perks as well. But that helps keep the show going. And we really appreciate all of our supporters that are out there. So we want to say special thank you to all of you that support us over at Patreon. So let's talk about Disney because today we're going to go through Disney World and and next week we're going to talk about Disneyland. And there are some huge distinct differences between the two. In fact, I will go as far to say, and, and in case you didn't know this, that the annual passes are ran by different groups, whether you go to Disneyland or Disney World, meaning uh, a different group of people at Disney have devoted their time and energy to what these passes should look like, how to manage the passes, how much they should cost, how many perks they should get. So the programs are very different between the parks. In fact, they are so different. I would say if you're ever debating between, do I want to do East Coast, West Coast, or is there a big difference? If you're going to be going to the parks a lot and you're looking for the biggest bang for your buck, that is going to be down in Orlando. And we'll talk about that more on today's episode as well as next week's episode. But I do want to throw that out there initially to you right out of the gates that it's going to be a big difference between the two Disney parks. Universal, not so much. And we'll talk about that on the Universal episodes. They're very close in comparison to one another. So you're going to get about what you get from there. Now, there is a huge difference between the parks. So between the West Coast out there in Hollywood, where they have just the one park with the upper and lower lot and out in Orlando, where they have multiple parks. And then, in fact, they're building a new one right now. And the fact that you can go between those parks, really big difference there as well. So this is going to be a fun series, but we do want to start out today with Disney World. Okay, so when you're thinking about annual passes, one thing that comes up a lot and a lot of people ask us questions about, is it worth it to buy an annual pass? And I will tell you right out of the gates, yes, 
It's definitely worth it. If you're going to go to the parks a lot, you want to make sure that you're buying an annual pass. I will give you, though, a caveat and say, especially with Disney World, that's also going to depend on where you live. And the reason is, as you guys can see, if you're looking at the screen here, the eligibility for a lot of these passes is for Florida residents only. And the Increda Pass, the one that's open for everyone, is currently not being sold. So that means if you're interested in getting a Disney World Pass and you don't live in Florida, it's really difficult to get one unless you're part of the DVC club. And if you've listened to the episode uh, that we talked about where to stay, we briefly mentioned DVC and DVC, the Disney Vacation Club, is a cool perk if it's if you want to go to Disney all the time, which we do. But at the end of the day, it's more expensive than if you just go pay for it yourself. You're basically paying for convenience with DVC. So I would recommend, and, and I work in finance and I do a lot of math, do the math on it, see if it's right for you and your family before you dive in and do DVC. And we'll in fact do an episode on that here in the next few months where we'll talk about DVC and all the perks and ins and outs of that. But outside of DVC, you can only get these passes today if you're a Florida resident. So do keep that in mind. But I can tell you that the money we have saved has been astronomical. It has been impressive how much we've saved. And we've in fact, not only paid for our passes, with how much we've saved, but uh, we actually, I don't want to say made money because we were always spending money the whole way, but we'll talk about that more as the episode goes on. So it's definitely worth it if you're able to get them. Since we have a condo in Florida, uh, that's how we're able to do it as a Florida resident. Since we do have a place that we own and we do stay at down there, we are considered Florida residents. So we were able to secure the Pixie Pass, which is the lowest level. So there are four passes. If you want to take a look at the grid here, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see this grid here. If you're listening to us on the podcast, I'm going to describe each one. Uh, but the base level is the Pixie Pass. The second level is the Pirate Pass. The third level is the Sorcerer Pass. And the top tiered one is the Increda Pass, which is a really cool pass. It has a lot of cool features on it. We're going to take you through each one of these and talk about all of the different benefits. But before we dive into each individual one, I do want to make some notable callouts about the Disney World passes, meaning these are things that every single pass gets and that the advantages are there across the board, regardless of which one you get. So all of these passes, all four, get free parking at Disney. And I will tell you, that is probably the biggest savings that we have seen is we're not paying $25 or $35 a car going into the parks, whether it's Disney or Universal. And we'll talk about the Universal on that episode, but we're not paying that money to go into the parks and to park. So when we go, in fact, when we went in October, we went with two other families. There are three of us in our family and all three of us have an annual pass. So we put one of us into each of the cars. And as we drove in, we each had our annual pass and we were able to get three cars in per day for free. So that was $75 of savings per day. So a huge amount of savings. And then I can say on top of that, we've been to the parks and estimated 30 times over the last nine months because uh, we're not even up on our full year yet since we got our pass and got our condo down in Florida. And if you think about how much that saves right there, that pays for the pass right there is the parking savings. So huge advantage. And that's different at Disneyland. And we will talk about that on next week's episode. So that's one of the reasons why we think the Disney World Pass is much better is you get free parking. You do get with any of the passes, dining and merchandise discounts. Now the merchandise is pretty straightforward. That's going to work anytime you're buying any merchandise at any of the Disney parks or at Disney Springs. The dining is a little more convoluted, meaning it depends on where you're dining. What that means is if you're going to a sit-down restaurant at any of the Disney parks, and in fact, most of Disney Springs, 
you're going to get the dining discount with your annual pass. We have saved a ton of money with that. And in fact, when we go with our friends and family, we encourage them, hey, let's get one bill. We'll pay for it all at once with one of our annual passes. So that way we get discounts on everyone's food. And then you guys can Venmo or Apple pay us money back and pay for your portion then. So that way they get the savings as well. And that worked out really well. In fact, we saved hundreds of dollars over the 4th of July weekend with uh, my wife's family when we were out there because we paid for everything and then they just paid us back throughout the trip. So that's a really cool benefit. Now, quick service or the carts, you're not gonna see the discounts there. There are a couple weird standouts. So we always say, always ask. And in fact, many times when we've asked uh, for different merchandise or different food discounts, if they've ever told us no, we've had multiple cast members say, no, unfortunately, we don't do it at this location, but please do ask at every location you go to because some do that you wouldn't think they do. So that's a good tip of the day is to think about anytime you have an annual pass and you're going to be buying something or you're going to be eating something at the parks, always just take an extra second and ask if you get the discount with your annual pass. That's going to save you a lot of money and that's going to add up for you really quick. So we talked about the dining, the merchandise and the parking, and then on top of it, down here, and I'm going to scroll down, there are annual pass add-ons, and these go on to any of the above passes, and that is you can get the photo pass downloads, and you can get the water park option on there as well. So photo pass is $99, and the water park is also $99. That leads me to, and this is going to be early today, but our I can do this all day tip of the day for the Disney World annual passes is on the photo pass. And if you listen to our other episode, when we talked about tickets, we did talk about this there as well. But our tip of the day is if you have a whole family, you do not need to buy the photo pass for everyone in your family. You only need to buy it for one person, just the one time. What we recommend is the person who's going to be at the parks the most, the person who's going to be visiting or taking other people there the most is the person who should do it. So in our family, my wife is the one who has the photo pass on hers. And that's for two different reasons. The first reason is she's the one who's the most loyal and doing the Facebook, Instagram updates all the time. And she wants to post all the collages of all the pictures of all the family. So I let her take that because that's what she loves to do. So that's the biggest reason it's on hers. But the second reason is while we are out in Florida, I work in Colorado. So I'm able to work remotely from Florida. And so there will be days that I am working. And since she's a teacher and she's off during the summer, she may be going to the parks and we may have friends and family that go with her to the parks while I don't go. So if that ever does happen, she's the one with the photo pass. So that way they can still do all the pictures and all the cool stuff. And since we have an annual pass and we go all the time, I will honestly say there's a lot of times that we go and we're not in a huge hurry to hit every single ride because we are able to go all the time. So because of that, when we're there with friends and family, if they have that special picture they want to get and they want to get their family in front of the castle or in front of, we did a haunted mansion with some of our friends back in October, we find those photo pass photographers and we will stop and take the time to do that. And we will use our photo pass and then we will get them those photos. That is my tip of the day. You only need to pay for it once. And in fact, if you have a large family or group, I would still probably only pay for it once for everyone, just for that one person and let them be that coordinator that does all the photos for you. That's going to save you some money. And it's something then that's going to make the pass a little bit more attractive and a little bit more affordable for you. But with that, let's dive into what makes these four passes different. The cool thing is at Disney World, they do offer a payment plan on all of these. They do ask for $205 down at the beginning of the year. It's 0%. You're going to pay that per month 
on the Pixie Pass, it's 19 per month. So that's relatively inexpensive if you want to pay it per month. If you look at the top, the Pixie Pass is $399 for your general people that are out there. There are Florida resident discounts on some of the passes. Uh, so there is a separate listing of the passes that are out there for Florida residents. And you may see a little bit of a difference in price there. But today we're just doing the general prices across the board should these passes become available to everyone. And again, with that pricing, this is as of uh, March 2023. This is subject to change at any point in time. So this is not the gospel. And we will do our best to update this if this ever changes. But as of today, it's $399 for the Pixie Dust Pass. For Florida residents, this is the only pass you can get today. It is your entry-level pass. And to upgrade into the other passes, you have to wait a full year. So once you wait a year and you come up to renewal, then you get the chance to start selecting some of the other passes. So it's like a pay-to-play scenario where you're coming in at the entry level. They want you to get used to that before you look to upgrade into your other passes. So this one, again, is only available today to Florida residents. Hopefully in the future, they open this up to everyone else. It is, again, $399. Here are the big things. So you can get up to three days of reservations with the Pixie Pass. If we, if you think about in Orlando, they have four parks. That is a little bit of a disadvantage if you wanted to hit each one of the parks. Let's say you're out there for a week and you wanted to spend one full day at each park. Only having three reservations can be a challenge. I will tell you that we have multiple times done a, what we call a Disney Marathon where we're doing four days in a row at the parks or five or six days if we're including Universal. And we go open to close and we wear ourselves ragged and we spend all of our time there. Doing that uh, with the three days of reservations, we usually hit Animal Kingdom last as our fourth park, as our last day, just because we know we can take it a little bit slower at Animal Kingdom. And later in the week, that park has really low crowd levels. We also know that we can get a reservation there. Meaning that let's say we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at some of the other parks. We know Monday, as soon as we walk through the turnstiles and we redeem our first reservation at our first park, we know we can go right back into the My Disney Experience app and we can then reserve Animal Kingdom later in the week and it will still be available to us. So that is one uh, trick of the trade there is with only three days, use Animal Kingdom last. You can probably at the beginning of the week, as soon as you redeem your first one, go in and do that and still get it. And again, the trick there is you want to do it as soon as you go through the turnstile. So you don't have to wait till the end of the day when the day's done. As soon as you go into the park, you're able to immediately then go in and reserve your next day, which is what we always do. In addition to that, the Pixie Dust Pass does allow you to do park hopping. And with the new news, now that the leadership has changed back over at Disney Company, we are now able to, as annual pass holders, you can go in after 2 p.m. any day, which is when the park hopping time starts, as long as your pass is valid on that day without a reservation. So that's a really cool feature now that just happened out in Florida. So as long as your card is valid on that day, you're able to go in the afternoon to any park you want. Now, with that, your card has to be valid so that you have blackout dates. And that's really the biggest difference between these four levels of passes. You get the same parking discount. You get the same merch discount. You get the same food discount. You can still go in after 2 p.m. every day. If you're watching on the screen, you can see that there are difference of how many days you can reserve. And we'll talk about that as we go through the other passes. But really, your biggest difference is what days can I go to the parks? With the Pixie Dust Pass, which is what we have, we are only eligible to go Monday through Friday. And we do have a lot of blackout dates around holidays, including the, the entire time around Thanksgiving, Christmas through New Year's is blocked out. Fourth of July is blocked out. And as you heard, 
We said, yeah, we did go up the 4th of July this last year. We actually had to pay for those days individually because our pixie dust pass didn't cover that. So that was a really downside to the pixie dust pass. And I can say in the future, when we are able to renew, we will be upgrading into one of these other passes just so that we don't have the blackout dates. But for the most part, pixie dust pass is your entry level pass. That's going to be the one you're going to get if you are trying to get the pass for the first time. We said again at the beginning that this is only good for three days and it's only weekdays and you're blacked out at the other time. Again, this is a better pass than Disneyland's entry pass. You'll want to listen to that episode next week. And the reason it's a better pass is because you're able to get all the weekdays and only are blocked out on a few holidays. The Pixie Dust Pass does have quite a few days that you are able to use it. Let's go next to the Pirate Pass. The Pirate Pass is the next level up and you're taking a pretty good jump up. It's almost double the cost at $749. It is currently unavailable was, is what it says on the site. Again, I expect these to open up again, hopefully in the next year or so to uh, more people, but you can renew into it. So if you already have a pass, you can renew into it. It does say that this one is only available to Florida residents. And the difference here, other than the price, is that you do get up to four days for reservations. And when you look at the blackout calendar, you are now able to go on most weekends, but you are blacked out across most holidays. You're also going to be blacked out around spring break time. So that is another impact. For us, we have found most of our friends and family want to travel at spring break. They want to travel at the holidays because they're getting time off work where they live. So we have decided that for us, the Pirate Pass probably is not going to be the best pass for us because when our friends and family want to come to town, the Pirate Pass probably won't work for us. And like we saw this year at the Pixie Dust Pass, we're going to have to buy individual days to go to the parks with them aside from having our pass. So I will say for most people, I would skip the Pirate Pass. Of course, if you live in Florida and your family's in Florida and you're not having people come to visit, it's probably the best pass. And the reason is it's blacking out the most busy days at the parks. So you're going to be blacking out all of your spring break and your holiday season, meaning the times that you actually want to go to the parks are going to be available for you. So that's where the trade-off is. I can say if I lived in Florida and my family and friends weren't in Colorado, I would consider this one if we weren't going to have people traveling back and forth. The next level of pass is the Sorcerer's Pass. This is the one that is my favorite. This is the one that we will be upgrading into. This one is, again, more expensive. It's more than double uh, the Pixie Dust Pass. It is $969. Uh, this one, again, you can do monthly payments, $69 per month, as long as you put the $205 down. This one is also open to the DVC members. So this is the pass that you guys are eligible to get if you're part of DVC. What I love about this pass is it is up to five days of reservations. So not only are you going to have your four days if you wanted to hit each park once, but you get that extra day if you want it and you can always schedule ahead. But the best part is pretty much everything is open for the Sorcerer's Pass with the exception of a couple days at Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas. So you're really only losing about 10 days worth of pass for the whole year. And other than that, you can use it every single day of the year. So that's why we like the Sorcerer's Pass is I've been to Disney at Christmas. We love it. Don't get me wrong. And we have friends that want to come during Christmas. Here's what we did this last year is when we flew out, we came out right after Christmas. Our Disney passes did not work up until January 2nd. And so what we did is we went to Universal during that time. 
we went to Disney Springs. We did some other things around Orlando. And then as soon as New Year's hit and we got past that, we went back and did all the Disney parks that next week. So we were still able to see all the Christmas decorations. That was really cool. And plus, they put them up in early November anyway. So you're going to see them if you do it in November or early December anyways. But we were able to do things with family on Christmas break. We just had to wait for the new year with the pixie dust past. Now, with the Sorcerer's Pass, you're still going to be blocked out during that Christmas time, but you can still go after New Year's or right up until almost Christmas if you wanted to do that. So I do highly encourage you guys, this is probably the best pass out there, the best value, the best bang for your buck. And the reason I say that is when we were out there and living out there in our condo, there were a lot of weekends that I wasn't working that I wanted to go to a Disney park. And because the Pixie Dust Pass was blocked on the weekends, we couldn't. So that's why this one is definitely worth it is you do get your weekends. You do get the availability of Saturdays and Sundays. And if you're like me and working remote, you can always just schedule and say, hey, I'm going to do my reservation Saturdays and Sundays, and we'll go hit the parks and go have a fun day and park cop if we want to. We can do all that. Again, up to five days on that one. The final one is the Incredit Pass. And the Incredit Pass is an additional $400 plus. It's about $430 more. And this one opens up Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday. For me, the Incredit Pass gives you some other benefits with the wide world of sports and some other resort area cool perks. But at the end of the day, it's not worth $430 for me to get Thanksgiving and to get the Christmas holiday availability there. So that's why I would stick with the Sorcerer's Pass. But again, I have the advantage of being a Florida resident. If you guys are watching on the screen here, the only pass that's available to non-Florida residents, the Sorcerer's Pass if you're DVC, but outside of that is the Incredit Pass. So if you live, say, in Georgia and you like to come down to Florida and drive down a lot or maybe even fly down, your only option is going to be the Incredit Pass. And currently it's unavailable. So with post-COVID, they obviously put a hold on all the passes and they have not reopened that up to everyone quite yet. That would be your only pass. And then again, once you get your pass, when you come up for renewal, you are able to renew into a different pass if you would like to. So this one's a, a great pass if you want no blackout dates, you want to go during the holidays, you want to go whenever. It is going to cost you about $1,400. When you think about it, just doing some math right out of the gates, if you are somebody who goes to the parks for 15 days a year, then definitely the Incredit Pass is going to be totally worth it. And in fact, all of the passes are going to be worth it at that point. So pick the one that works with the dates you want to go. If you're going to be somebody who goes to the parks maybe four or five days during the year and you're a Florida resident, then I would say the Pixie Dust Pass is going to be worth it as long as you're doing that on the weekdays. When we like to go for a vacation, we do you know weekend to weekend, but we'll do the parks Monday through Friday. So being a Florida resident, if I was going to travel down there for a Monday through Friday visit down there and it wasn't during a holiday or during spring break, then the Pixie Dust Pass is going to be cheaper than paying for that week of park passes. So if that makes sense for you, then definitely financially, I would do the pass, especially considering you're going to save another hundred bucks on parking. That's four days at $25 per parking. And you're going to save money on your merchandise and all your food. Again, these other middle levels are going to depend on how much you want to use it and when you want to use it. So That's the rundown of all the passes that are out there. Uh, Again, my pick is the Sorcerer's Pass just because it is open availability with the exception of Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday. And you can use it all the time. You get up to five days and it's still less than $1,000 per person. Now, I will say, and I said this at the beginning of the episode, we have saved more money than our Pixie Dust Pass have cost our family of three. So our family of three, that's $1,200 
We have been to the parks enough that saving that $25 in parking every day, at the time we went with our friends and we took three cars in for four straight days, that was a savings of $75 a day. So $300 right there, just on that one trip with just parking. So we have saved that much money just through parking and the food discounts and the merchandise discounts to pay for our passes. So it's totally worth it. Now, my wife, though, also jokes and says, yeah, but we've also spent that much more money going to the parks, meaning we bought that much food that we saved that much. We bought that much merchandise that we saved that much. And we have bought artwork. We've put artwork up in our condo. We've done a lot of really cool things uh, with the merchandise down there at our condo just to make it feel more Disney. And because of that, we have spent a lot of money. And that's where a lot of the savings came in. So she's 100% correct. By having the pass, we spent more money. And Disney won because they got more of our wallet share. But with the discounts that we got, it pretty much offset against having the pass. There is a financial advantage to doing that. So I hope this is good food for thought for you when you're considering about, do I want to buy an annual pass to go to Disney? Obviously, if you're a Florida resident, the answer is yes. If you are not, then keep an eye out for when these open back up. But when they do, you can check them all out and know that when you renew, you can change into the different levels of the passes out there. If you are considering doing Disney World versus Disneyland, again, I said this at the top of the episode, my recommendation is Disney World. You get more bang for your buck. There's four parks. You're going to be able to save more money down there than you will at Disneyland. But tune into our episode next week as we talk about the magic keys at Disneyland and we talk about what the advantages are there and how much those cost and all the different perks and trade-offs with Disneyland. So with that, we wish you a magical week as you're planning your next vacation and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.